The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to get into the defense. You know, yesterday on the podcast we talked about the offense. Let's talk about the defense and what particular players in the NFL draft the Denver Broncos could be looking at. And on top of that, who realistically is available? What positions could they be looking to fill? Not only potentially in the first round, maybe at 15 overall, or maybe a trade down, or into day two and day three. Now, uh, initially, we zoom out and we start to think about the position players, or the positions, I should say, that the Denver Broncos could be looking at. And obviously, the first one that comes to mind is the cornerback position. The loss of Chris Harris Jr. and the gaining of A.J. Boye is certainly a trade-off, but the corner position was weak last year, and obviously, yes, you are acquiring, if you will, uh, Bryce Callahan. It's still not a strong room, and so if you're Denver, I think a little bit later in the draft, the corner room is something that you want to address. The linebacker is also another position that Denver could be looking at, and the reason being is, of course, course, Todd Davis with a picked up option, potentially his final year. Now, Todd Davis has given you certainly some production, but I don't think anybody goes home saying Todd Davis is a top five, top 10 linebacker in this league. And so if you're Denver, maybe there's a opportunity to upgrade that position. Now, also on the defensive line, look, you lost Derek Wolf to Baltimore. And so certainly that spot uh, is going to have to be occupied by newcomer Draymond Jones. Yes, you return with uh, Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell also in the lineup, but then, of course, you then add in Jarrell Casey. So Jarrell Casey is likely to be the starter with Draymond Jones bringing some depth, but you're starting to think on a long-term future, Jarrell Casey's 30, and Shelby Harris another productive year now you're going to see that guy break the bank so again as we think of the draft you know we start to think of long-term thoughts as well too so keep that in mind as we evaluate these positions and evaluate these players let's start on the defensive line actually when it comes to this discussion because boy there are some solid defensive linemen in this draft and we're going to start on the edges at DE now of course the cream of the crop in this draft class is Chase Young Chase Young many believe is the best player player in this draft somebody who is absolutely just a man child a beast who can uh, play multiple positions speedy good with his hands somebody who can really get to the quarterback and and produce some incredible amount of pressure expect chase young to be the second pick overall off the board after joe burrow from there it drops to somewhere in the 10 to 15 range and you start to talk about the Javon Kinlaws, the Clavon Chasens of the world. There's a, a lot of talent here. 
when it comes to a defensive end and then into the defensive tackle position. Um, and then maybe even a Derek Brown, who I think most people believe won't exit the top 10 as well. Carolina being mocked very closely to Derek Brown, the defensive tackle. But uh, let's talk about some of these these uh, that could be available for Denver maybe a little bit later in the draft. And I've got two names in particular, one of them being a Baylor defensive end, uh, James Lynch. 6'4", 289, sets the edge very well. Think of James as, uh, James Lynch as, as somebody who is more of a power defensive end, uh, you know, somebody who can really have a good power rush. He's not a speed guy. He has some pursuit in closing skills and, and certainly can play the run, but, but is somebody who really can push through and be a big body and really get to the quarterback as well. And, you know, that's somebody you can really groom with some particular skill sets that you just can't teach and if you're Denver maybe that is something you are looking for as you have a lot of speed on the edges obviously in Von Miller Bradley Chubb so if you're looking for that power guy on the edge James Lynch an interesting prospect that I was looking at and and pouring over tape if you will again not a speed guy but certainly the power is there now? Javon Kinlaw is somebody that a lot of people are discussing at that 15 spot. And look, I you know we've discussed this on the podcast before. We discussed this when we were talking offense yesterday on the podcast that offense is really going to need to be that pick. Whether it be at 15, they trade up to 10, number eight, wherever they go, wide receivers really ideally where that pick needs to be. And I just don't see it being able to be dedicated to defense. They did a lot on defense to where they could shore up the offense early in the draft. And then a little bit later in the draft, you can start talking about defense. So somebody who will be available maybe a little bit later in that draft. How about uh, Jordan Elliott? Now, out of Mizzou, 6'4", 302, good first step, closes well, uh, kind of that... Um, High motor guy. You hear the term high motor a lot. You know, somebody who into the third and fourth quarter of games can kind of still look like this was his first snap on the field. And somebody who can really get to the quarterback and and kind of be that presence in the backfield. You know, it's just annoying. It's just somebody who's always kind of like a Shelby Harris. You know, Shelby Harris is is not going to have sack numbers that just jump off the charts. Shelby Harris is not going to be a guy, although he did play very well last year, who is is dominating in the league lead of sacks. But Shelby Harris is somebody who is always constantly in the backfield, blowing up plays, blowing up drives. And that's what Denver's looking for. You know, Denver's not going to be a defense where they're going to feature, unless they just get some all-world talent, Outside of some of their edge rushers, the guys on the line are not going to be guys who are going to, you know, strut 15 sacks a a season, but they're going to be very active and disrupting and uh, very good in the run. And certainly somebody like Josh uh, Jordan Elliott, excuse me, I believe could be a a solid example of that. So, you know, there's there's options on the defensive line for Denver to be looking at. Obviously, I think this is a position that you're probably going to see used inside the NFL draft as, you know, something of a luxury. Uh, The mindset for defensive line, I think, is going to be a little bit farther down when it comes to priority uh, for the Denver Broncos. You know, there are just too many holes on this team. As, As much as we've talked about how talented they are, 
they do have holes on the offensive line. They've got holes at wide receiver. They've got holes at corner, and they probably want to look at a, a linebacker as well, too. I just don't know if defensive line, particularly with Shelby Harris coming back, is the immediate need, along with the fact that you drafted. We brought him up a little bit earlier, Draymond Jones, last year in the draft. I think if you're Denver, you're looking at the idea that, hey, we took Draymond Jones last year. We want to see him develop. And if you're Denver, now you're looking at the idea of, okay, we could put this on the back burner. If there's some value a little bit later in the draft, then we discuss that. Let's move to the linebackers because I think the linebackers are some really talented players. It, I actually think this is one of the better linebacker classes that that uh, than people are actually giving credit for. And, and look, obviously the linebacker position is not of the biggest weakness for Denver, but I think you start to think about the future. You know, the, is the future include Josie Jewell taking over full-time for Todd Davis? And I just don't think that's something Denver wants to be doing. Uh, Todd Davis on the last year of his contract. Now, certainly, look, if Todd Davis plays lights out and the price is right all of a sudden, if you're Denver, you're thinking about bringing him back. But I think Todd Davis in the ceiling, we've seen it. We know exactly what Todd Davis is, and I just don't think Todd Davis is going to be somebody who's going to be in the top five, top ten in the league when it comes to uh, linebackers and, and their stature. He's a good player, but I don't know if he'll ever be a great player. So if you're Denver, there's some interesting linebackers in this draft. Now, they're going to be, the best ones are going to be mocked somewhere in that 15 to 25, 15 to 30 range, kind of towards that back half of the first round. And that's when I, when I say best ones, I mean the best ones on the board. So you are getting the cream of the crop when it comes to the the linebacker position, but it's kind of this unfortunate timing because, again, they're expected to go in the first round, but I think if you're Denver and you want to use offense for that first pick, then you have to trade back up into the first round. Well, you consider also the fact that they've probably got to trade up to go get that offensive threat at wide receiver, whether it be CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, or Henry Ruggs. I don't think any of those guys fall to Denver. Now you're spending assets on that first pick, and you probably can't spend assets again unless it's a minor move. Trading back up into the first round is certainly not a minor move, and so you're looking at the idea of moving, oh gosh, 25, 30 picks, and I just don't think that's some, something that's realistic for Denver. So it, it's a bit unfortunate because you kind of want to fill this role with the best player, obviously, that you can find, but that best player is maybe not available. Now, there are some good ones, uh, good ones though. Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, these are two that are very, very good, and particularly with Murray, 6'3", 240. He has the speed. He has the range. Just a natural leader, and, and I think that was the biggest thing that I came away with when listening to John Elway talk in his pre-draft presser, which was on Monday. He talked about how Look, this is a Denver team that is going to start really prioritizing, uh, and actually, you know, they already have, but always prioritizing character in the draft as opposed to the 40 times and speed. And look, you can kind of see the transition of when that was the priority, 2017, and when that switch flipped to 2018, and how much better their drafts got. 2017, remember, was all about juice. Oh, it was all about juice. It was all about 40 speeds and times and Isaiah McKenzie and Carlos Henderson and Garrett Bowles and how he's big and strong. And Boy, they just ran into some bad eggs. And obviously that draft has is, is really, in general, been a just a absolute nightmare 
Well, now you're starting to consider character and another good character guy. And this is a guy who's been captain three times on Wyoming's team. How about Logan Wilson? This is a guy who uh, up there in Wyoming, up in Laramie, pretty good for the pokes. A good run stopper, good stopping power. Also can play the ball well as well, too. Ten interceptions in his career from the linebacker position. So he is athletic, somebody with good instincts. And I tell you what, you know, maybe a little raw. When it comes to someone who can play uh, right away, but again, that's not what you need. You know, what you need is somebody who you can groom for the future behind uh, Todd Davis. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Denver approaches this linebacker position because it's not the biggest need. But boy, if you could get a jump on next year with the idea that, hey, we're grooming this guy to be the future linebacker, no different than if you were grooming a quarterback or a defensive lineman, much like they're kind of doing this year now with Draymond Jones. Look, last year, Draymond Jones didn't have to play a lot. This year, probably going to play a lot more. Is he going to be a full-time starter? Probably not. But somebody who is actually going to get folded into the rotation quite a bit now, and I start to to look at this team and its construction, and I think you really want to consider that for the linebacker position. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast, it's all presented by, uh, well, our friends who, of course, locally here, we've been trying to support them throughout this very tough COVID-19 time from our friends at Tap 14 to our friends at the Blake Street Tavern, Blanchard Family Wines, Collision Brewery. There's many great ones locally that we always uh, want to highlight. The hope is that you are buying local. And once this whole deal goes away and goes back to normal, we want you to stay local and keep those dollars here in Colorado because, boy, it's going to be critical to uh, help out our people, our people that support us and uh, do good work just are genuine good Coloradoans that uh, do great work and we want to make sure that uh, you take care of that and obviously look stay safe during this time in this weird uh, new normal this COVID-19 world is just a strange one and we're all kind of going through it at the same time so certainly stay safe wash your hands and support local when you can now as we move towards the secondary we started with the defensive line we're Moving towards linebacker. We're going farther and farther back into the defense. The secondary is obviously, as we talked about, being a major need. And look, at the corner position, this is certainly something that Denver is going to have to address and potentially address early, maybe as soon as the second round. Denver's going to have some solid talent available a little bit later into the draft. Now, obviously, the top prospect that many believe is going to be a dynamite corner for the next 5-10 years is Jeff Akuda. And that is going to be somebody who is going to be gone in top five pick. Somebody who is a franchise corner will not be available for Denver to select. However, if you are the Broncos, there is good talent available. And I want to start with Trayvon Diggs. Of course, uh, somebody who uh, very familiar with football, the Diggs family, Stefan uh, over there in Minnesota. It's uh, a wide receiver right now, at least four now. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, 6'1", 205, very versatile, returns kicks and punts. Uh, more of a press man, but certainly can play cover, long corner who can run with him. Uh, a guy who I think should be available in day two towards the later time of day two. And, you know, maybe somebody Denver considers and, you know, particularly there's a lot of value here with Trayvon Diggs with uh, his work against very good talent in the SEC. And I think this is something that just isn't, you know, maybe he is considered enough, but you know, when you when you play corner in the SEC, 
gosh, it is gritty. It is gutty. You're going up against some some great wide receivers. You're going up against talent that is being selected in the top five, top ten of many drafts. Of course, this year, I mean, just look at the wide receivers between Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson. I mean, there's so many great talent uh, at wide receiver in the SEC and playing corner in that same conference <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a very big challenge. And so uh, I really like Diggs at that corner position somewhere in that third round. Also like Jeff Gladney, TCU. Uh, look, this is a guy who a little undersized, 5'10", 191, but good length for the size. And this is somebody that um, understands... You know, when you watch the tape of Gladney, I think you see the natural instincts. Reads the quarterback and, and uh, you know, particularly in zone, you know, likes to make plays. And somebody who can really come in as a player that I think makes an immediate impact in the third round. Now, certainly the corners are pretty good and they're a little top heavy. So I think you could see a little bit of a run in corners in that second, third round. And we'll see if Gladney is still available out of TCU. Another name to look at is Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, a captain, a little bit of a grabby hands corner, uh, playing press, uh, you know, is somebody who, make no mistake, I think in the third, fourth round, it's going to be some great value for Denver, but also keep in mind of the reasons why he is slipping. Now, uh, these are some of my favorite corners. I did leave one corner out, which was C.J. Henderson. Now, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, a terrific corner. Some people believe C.J. Henderson's going to be a top 15 pick, and Henderson is likely to be the second corner off the board. Some are, have the interest in trading up. Uh, we've heard rumors of Atlanta, maybe even Philadelphia, potentially looking to trade up for C.J. Henderson. I think there is... A lot to like about C.J. Henderson outside of one big caveat. And, of course, this is a big question mark, particularly here in Denver. Tackling is an issue. It isn't so much to the realm of he doesn't want to tackle, but some have written about that. And if you watch the tape, you can kind of see... He's not the most gung-ho, ready to, to stick the, the face in the, uh, the this tackling situation. It's, it's something that will probably keep him away from Denver, just because of obviously what we know of Vic Fangio. Uh, it is probably too high of a pick anyways for Denver to worry about, but you know we've seen and, and heard from Vic Fangio with the idea that tackling, it is mandatory. It is not an option. You have to be able to tackle to play in Vic Fangio's defense, at least fundamentally, or at least have the desire to. Not having that, I think it's going to be essentially your uh, ticket out of Denver, or essentially never getting a ticket to go to Denver if you are on defense. So... That leaves Denver with, uh, you know, more more of a selection of players at the corner position somewhere from rounds three through five. And, and maybe they go as early as the second round. But certainly if you are Denver, I think you, you have this mindset, you know, particularly with the first round pick, you go offense. And you understand that you have to build around Drew Locke and you have to give him another weapon. Now when you get to day two, 
you kind of flip this mindset and you say, okay, well, you know, if this offensive tackle is still there and we really like him, maybe we, we reach for him and, and grab him. If we have got this opportunity at this, this another stud wide receiver, maybe there's a, uh, not as much of a run on wide receivers as we expected and one falls. You know, there, there's a lot of things that could happen, but also particularly if you're Denver, the mindset I think flips from offense to defense. You know, you're, you're taking offense in the first round, defense is now the focus, and now you start to think about the idea of a linebacker, a corner, maybe there's a defensive lineman that we liked in the first round that we didn't think would be there. Maybe he's available in the early second. We trade up and go get him. You know, I think... There's a lot of flexibility for Denver once they get past that first round because now you can go in multiple ways on both sides of the football because, you know, particularly if you're Denver, they're going to be active in that second day. That second day is going to be critical for Denver to go find that talent. Again, as we've said on this podcast several times, quality over quantity. That is the slogan that Denver needs to be adopting. They don't need 10 players, okay? They need five great players, all right? And they need to find these guys who can potentially start day one because if you do it right, Denver could have four starters out of this draft. And if those guys come in and become at least contributors to Denver on offense immediately and on defense, now all of a sudden you're looking at drastic upgrades through this draft along with the drastic upgrades that you made in free agency. Let's not forget they found themselves a quarterback, and this team won seven games last year. Seven games last year, and then you're talking about drastic upgrades on offense and defense with continuity at quarterback, a quarterback who many believe is very talented. Boy, I tell you what, who knows? Who knows what Denver could do in 2020, and we could see them do a lot of damage. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by our friends, well, our many local friends. We want to give a shout-out to many of our local businesses, like Blake Street Tavern, like, uh, gosh, Collision Brewing, Joy Wine and Spirits, uh, Blanchard Family Wines. I mean, there are just so many great local businesses that we want to give those shout outs to tap 14 as well too anytime these businesses are open for curbside we recommend that you check them out say hello and uh, help them out during this very tough time this COVID-19 era hopefully we are all done soon so that we can get back to regular sports and uh, football of course in the fall and of course just doing daily lives and seeing each other you know this social distancing it's tough Make no mistake, but certainly um, I'm ready to see our friends and family out and about, uh, whether it be downtown or just on a walk regularly. I miss those, man. It's crazy what uh, the new normal that we're in. And, of course, uh, hopefully this dies off very, very soon. But, of course, the NFL draft, it is the focus right now. And I tell you what, before we get out of here, I got some interesting news. The NFL draft, of course, on Thursday is uh, this this big spectacle. And, of course, it's a big spectacle that's got a lot, a lot of live features. Well, on Mile High Sports, milehighsports.com and Mile High Sports Radio, fun stuff coming. It's our NFL draft extravaganza. Get it? NFL draft extrava, extrafta, draftaganza. No? 
Anybody? Where's that cricket sound effect? The NFL Draft Extravaganza that we're having is going to be on Thursday and Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I'm actually going to be hosting live on Mile High Sports, FM 1047 AM 1340, and of course at MileHighSports.com where you can watch the show as well too. We're going to have several guests. We will be doing live reactions of the picks for the Denver Broncos and who is available. Of course, we'll be uh, talking about the major things that happened because of course, you know, look, we could see trades as well, too. Where will Odell Beckham Jr. go? Will Joe Burrow be the first pick overall? There's a lot to get to. And of course, with this virtual draft, it's going to be so different and uh, interesting because we just don't know how it's going to lay out. But certainly when it comes to the NFL draft, we'll have a ton of coverage. MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And of course, on uh, Mile High Sports Radio, where Thursday and Friday, I invite you to join us going to be a lot of fun 6 p.m mountain standard time that's 8 p.m on the eastern side for our east coast friends and i hope you join me and text into the show tweet us all that good stuff at ronnie k radio it's going to be a lot of fun of course you can uh like i mentioned that twitter at ronnie k radio if you ever have a question you can drop me a line on there we'll read it on the podcast of course if you like the podcast if you like what we do well give us a rating a nice little five stars over there on the many platforms that you can find the broncos blitz podcast on that spreaker stitcher itunes spotify and milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com we're all done for the podcast again follow on twitter at ronnie k radio and hopefully you join me for the nfl extract aganza no? Still not funny? Okay, all right. You can find that, of course, Thursdays and Friday. This Thursday and Friday, 6 p.m. on Mile High Sports. MileHighSports.com is where you can watch it live. So, all done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in, a podcast at Mile High Sports. Find more info on the Broncos and their draft news at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.